Welcome back to the Thinking Out Loud podcast. Today, you're in for a treat. You'll hear from me, from Corey Murphy, who you met a few weeks ago on the episode titled Pandemic Pastoring, and you'll meet another friend of mine, Rob Cook. Rob, Corey, and myself will be discussing the deconstructing phenomenon that is happening kind of in our culture. Uh, We'll do that in a three-episode stretch later this fall, but I wanted this episode to serve as a bit of an introductory episode to the three of us. So, we get started with some 80s movie trivia and then share our favorite 80s movies before heading into talking about each of our top three books. Two caveats before we get into the episode. When you listen to this episode, you'll hear the audio from the actual movie in question. Rob and Corey did not have this luxury. They had me reading the quote off of my computer screen, so it may be a little bit easier for you. So have grace for Rob, mostly Corey, uh, as they struggle to know which movie the quote is from. And the last note is that when I told Rob and Corey to give me their top three books, I specified how to rate those top three in no way at all. I gave them no criteria and just let them come up with their own for what would make their top three lists. So you'll hear us explain uh, our answers a bit. As you listen along to the trivia, feel free to keep track of your score and tell us how many you got right on the Facebook or Instagram post for this episode. If you aren't already following us, you can find those links in the show notes. You'll also see a link to our Patreon page. Over there, the patrons are getting two bonus episodes per month for as little as $2 per month. And you can do that too by visiting the link today. Oh, and you also won't have to hear any ads while you listen. Ads like this one. All right, we are here with Corey and Rob. And today I'm excited for. Uh, the topic we have on hand, inspired by my sister-in-law's birthday recently. She had an 80s-themed birthday. Uh, and so we're going to talk about 80s movies, uh, our favorite 80s movies. But before we do that, I have a, a trivia game for you guys. You guys ready? No, uh, absolutely yeah. not. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's fine. I We'll start easy then, okay? I have uh, a few quotes here from 80s movies. And... Uh, what we'll do is we don't we don't have like a a Jeopardy buzzer to chime in. So we'll just we'll volley back and forth who gets to go okay. first. All right. And if whoever answers first is wrong, then the second person will get a chance to steal. All right. Okay. That's how it'll work. Okay. All right. Corey, since you're on the left of my screen, you get to go okay. first. Um, and again, it does. I think I think it starts out easy. We'll see. But the I'll first quote, <laughs> the first quote is. What 80s movie is that quote from? I honestly don't know. I'm not, I have no idea. I think you Rob don't know. Does, oh, man. All right. Rob? It's like, it's like the last line of Back to the Future. Yes. Yes. Uh, that is from yeah. Back to the Future. Yeah, this is Doc Brown. So that's one point for Rob, who is now in control of the game, having scored oh one point on Corey's <laughs> turn. Uh, Rob's going to stay there. 
<laughs> uh, Rob, your quote okay. is. I feel the need. The need for speed. Top Gun. Yes, that is Top Gun. Well done. Two points. Would you have gotten that one? Yes, that uh, one I knew. That would probably be the only one, though. So good luck to me. All right, here we go. Uh, I'm skipping down the list to try and keep it easy for you, Corey. Okay. So. Um, all right, <laughs> you ready? Your yeah. quote is Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Oh, uh, I don't know that one either. All right, to Rob. I'm trying to remember. I know I've seen it. No, I'd, I'd have to pass. I, I, All right, I think I some it. of our listeners are yelling at us right now. Uh, so. That is from Ghostbusters. There we go. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> All right, so we have two, two nothing. Rob, uh, well within the lead right now. Um, all right, here we go. Your quote is: "You get the one look, all be flat." No idea. All right. I will give Corey a hint. Let's see if he pays attention to our text message thread. I think Rob's wife will be mad at him for not getting that one. Is it the Goonies? That is from the Goonies. There we go. Yes. Yes. Charity (laughs) Wow. Yes. Boy, I have volume suddenly. Let's see. Here we go. All right. Mm. All right, Corey. If you don't get this one, I think you have... We're not even going to listen to what your favorite 80s movie is because you will have lost all uh, ability to do it. The quote is, Hello. My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Oh, Princess Bride. Princess Bride. Come on. Yes, it is the Princess Bride. It is the Princess Bride. So we're technically we're at two two, but Corey Corey has an asterisk because he got a hint. Um, I'm the asterisk. Yes. All right, Rob. (laughs) Your quote: We are in danger of flunking most heinously tomorrow. Well, that one's on my list, so uh, I'd I'd better know it. That's Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. That is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Well done. Uh, Corey, we're back to you. Okay. Need this to stay in the game? Okay. The quote is? How do you explain school to higher intelligence? I have no idea. There's a hint in the question. Well, I'm assuming you would mean higher intelligence, but I don't. No All right, idea. let's see, go. Rob. Do you know? My brain's going to ET, but I'm pretty sure that's not it. It is actually ET. It oh, is that's ET. A good, yeah, yeah, that was a good well, way to get to that answer. All right, here we go. This is a, a popular one. Where where are we at, Rob? Yeah. All right, Rob. Your quote is: What are we gonna do? The question isn't what are we going to do. The question is what aren't we going to do. Oh, I'm kicking myself. I should know this one. I don't. Corey's hands are in his face. I don't know if it's because he should know it and doesn't or yeah, that's what it is. All right, Rob, five, four, no, three, two, one. Corey. I I don't know if I, I don't know if I have a guess. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like if if I guess I'm wrong, I'll feel stupid. It is Ferris Bueller's uh, day off. That's exactly what I was going to guess. I you I need know. the points, I man. Now's the time to save face. Now's the time to get some points. 
I believe. Does that open? No. Rob is technically up, I think, by two right now, right? It's yeah, like four two. So. All right. <clears throat> so this one recently uh, back in the zeitgeist for reasons we'll talk about in a second. Uh, okay. I don't want to give too much of a hint, though. The quote is, It wouldn't fly swatter be easier. Oh, it's the Karate Kid. It is the Karate Kid. No, and no, I think no, it right. was Corey's turn, though. That's okay. I didn't get <laughs> oh, oh, I'm <laughs> so right. sorry. At this point, you've run away with the game. It's yeah, fine. You win. Uh, I knew that was going to happen. Let's see if I can get one more in here. All right. Last one. This one's for five points. Okay, Corey? <laughs> we're doing... Okay. You- we're doing youth group rules where you make the last okay. one worth more yeah, points like so that point. okay. the losing team has a chance to win. Uh-huh. All right. The quote is. Don't mind her. She's still upset because somebody dropped a house on her sister. Uh, was, was it Wizard of Oz? No. Rob, uh, do you know what that's from? The only reason why I know where that's from is because I did some homework for this episode. It's the Return <laughs> to Oz. No. Uh, no? It's Beetlejuice. It's from. Is it Beetlejuice. really? It. Yeah, that makes yes. sense. I've never actually seen it. All right. Well, so Wizard of I, Oz wasn't the '80s either. That was dumb. But no, that was like what? The it was 30s? a reference to the Wizard of Oz. Though. 20s? Late '30s, early '40s, mm-hmm. I think something. Yes, it was clearly a reference to the Wizard of Oz. Um, all right. So I don't know. We'll let Corey go first because we have all lost respect for him. But maybe we can gain. <laughs> We can gain some back if he's got a, a 80s movie that he likes the most. Um, but, Corey, so what is your favorite 80s movie? Other than Wizard of Oz. It's not the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> See, that's why I didn't guess the other time, because I'm like, wow. I'm going to guess something dumb. That's not going to be right. <laughs> um, my favorite one, and I don't know if this is going to be like really stereotypical, and then people are going to be like, that's why you don't like any of these, don't know any of these movies. But my favorite 80s movie, though, is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm. That's, that's a good one. one that, that's yeah. one that I grew up watching, and you know, my dad and uh, my uncles and everybody like that really liked it. And so, watching that was uh, something I really liked. So, yeah, that was my that's my favorite '80s movie. Yeah, I'll put myself out there a little bit, so you're not the only one who feels bad, Corey. But yeah. uh, I actually, and one thing you guys might learn about me is that uh, series of like movies mm-hmm. that are whether it's a trilogy or more, for some reason. I don't know if it's, I don't have, I have commitment issues or something, but I have not seen a lot of them. And, uh, Indiana Jones is one of them. I actually owned the trilogy on DVD and I've not seen all three of them. What? So which ones have you watched? Uh, I watched Raiders of the Lost Ark and then I've seen like bits and pieces of the other ones, but I haven't watched them all the way through. Raiders is the important one. So we'll we'll give you that. Good, good, good. (laughs) As, as much as you know as much as last crusade is an iconic film and i mean sean connery you can't go wrong with sean connery uh but raiders is the important one because last crusade is kind of weak <laughs> yeah it is there's no getting around that all right rob what is your favorite 80s movie or if and if you have a couple of honorable mentions we can well, do that it, too but okay oh goodness it's so hard to narrow this down um but if I had to think of one film that was produced in the 80s, we associate with the 80s, that um, I would have to pick that film and never have any other one again. Mm. It would be The Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a solid pick. Solid pick, for uh, sure. 
because uh, you have what is recognized as the uh, the best sword fight in uh, in cinema history. You have a whole bunch of meta commentary <laughs> on the genre that is I I love deconstructing genres. Um, <laughs> I'm a nerd, uh, and of course, um, just the cast yeah, is yeah. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. It's one of those movies. It's not like the pop culture references are not like uh, Star Wars level, but they're like it's up there you know it's It's one of those movies that i feel like i knew a lot about before i ever watched it Mm -hmm. i was late to princess bride but i have seen that one i can tell you um my my favorite and i will make no arguments that it's even close to the best but it just has a special place in really in the hallahan family um is back to the future Mm. back to the future Mm -hmm. is is my favorite yeah um it uh What's your choice? So do you guys remember when DVDs used to cost a lot of money? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I actually got the Back to the Future trilogy uh, and it, when it was like 70 bucks or something wow. like that. And now like people would probably give me 10 bucks and the DVDs just to like <laughs> get them out of their house. But uh-huh. um, but yeah, Back to the Future. Uh, my brother has a really bad hot take when it comes to Back to the Future, which is that his favorite back to the future is the third one. Okay. So how, how's that the hot take? I'm, I'm kind of curious. Cause it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that it's terrible, but it's, it's, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. so far in a way, not the best one no. in my yeah. opinion. But, uh, do you guys have any honorable mention eighties movies? I did have two more that, I mean, I'm going to stay in the, uh, George Lucas, but this is a hot take for me. I really like Return of the Jedi. Mm. So most people would say Empire is the best one, but I like that one. But also, I really like Field of Dreams. So okay. those are my other two that kind of popped into my head. Field of Dreams definitely showed up in some film classes. I'm, I'm definitely respecting that. Yeah, go. I love Field of Dreams is... Uh, one of the few movies now I cry at everything. Like I'll cry at like uh, Folgers commercials, but prior to having kids, I didn't cry very much, but field of dreams is one that gets me right in the feels. Um, I have a couple of honorable mentions. Uh, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Like I, like I said earlier is one of those, everybody knows references to it, even if they've never seen it. Um, Right. And of course, die hard. Yeah. You you can't not die hard. is great. Yeah. Uh, Personal favorite flight of the navigator. Um, okay, I have a that. bit of a cult piece, yeah. bit of a cult piece, but mm-hmm. uh, um, it's one of those things you see it, you either love it or you don't. Um, I've always loved it. I'm gonna have to put it on the list. I haven't seen that one. Uh, a couple of my honorable mentions, I would, for my wife's sake, I'll go with ET. I think that's her favorite, uh, and it is. I mean, it's a solid movie. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, ET gets a, a nod from me. Um, Top Gun. I think is yep. classic as well. Uh, and then I, I feel like this. All right. So I mentioned, I don't watch series movies, mm-hmm. star Wars. I've never seen a, s- a whole star Wars movie. Any of them. None of them. You have to correct but, that sometime. Okay. But space balls. I love. Yes. Space balls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> space balls is so good. <laughs> oh man. I think like, I don't know. I blame my dad because he wasn't really into like movies. So like those, I feel like most people my age, like their parents got them into star Wars. My dad just never did. And so then like, 
now I know the cultural references. I've seen Spaceballs. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like I get the story and like I've missed out on mm. the wave. And I actually tried. Uh, I had a long flight. I visited my brother in Africa and his him and his boys have gotten into Star Wars. So on the way home, I'm like, all right, I'm going to give these movies a shot. And I got an 18 hour flight. Maybe I'll watch all three all of the of originals yeah. <laughs> and uh, put on the first one or episode four. And uh, I made it like 30 minutes and then I fell asleep. And when I woke up, I put on Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Well, I think that says a lot. I think that absolutely says yeah. a lot. <laughs> you understand much of that. Um, so we didn't just want to talk about 80s movies today. Right. Uh, I asked you guys uh, to to come up with a list of, I, I left it vague, uh, mm-hmm. top three books. And uh, you could kind of determine what criteria mm-hmm. made it a top book for you. Um uh, so I think what we'll do is uh, we'll just go one at a time and you can give us the book that has made your top three and then give us a little bit of why that did as well. Uh, Rob, let's start with you. All right. This this was very hard for me because, well, books. Uh, I think we all <laughs> like books here. Um, what I wound up narrowing it down to is if I had to pick three books that like I did with the movies, if I had to pick three books that I could only read for the rest of my life, never touch a single book again. Uh, number one on that list would be the complete Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, simply because it is nerd fiction through and through. <laughs> uh, it's, it's basically science fiction, space fantasy sort of stuff, but with a very, very, very heavy philosophy onus on it. Um, the whole thing is basically just mocking the, the philosophic nature of sci-fi, um, but it presents its own arguments as part of its mockery. It's a, a very, very interesting piece to, to work through. Um, and it's hilarious to boot. So it's one of those things that I, <laughs> I find myself drawn back to again and again and again, because of some quip made somewhere that just kind of sparks into my head. Um, you know, something that I, I'd like to ponder on for, for a little while. So that, that yeah, one yeah. is definitely uh, top. The first one that came to mind when I thought about it. All right. I dig it. I'm going to, th- it's also something I haven't, I have not read that before, but uh, I think I have to, I think even over watching star Wars, I think I have to read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So I'm going to bump that up the list. Um, Corey, how about you? Um, so, yeah, I don't read a ton outside of like church world stuff. So for some people, this is going to be like, oh, cool. I like that idea. But some people are probably going to be like, ah, I don't know about that. But um, it's a book called Gaining by Losing. Sorry, you can see me. So I'm holding it up. But um, it's basically about how we can move forward as a church by sending people out from our churches. So not just being churches that are introverted um, or just thinking about being um, our church, but then creating other churches and sending other people to be missionaries and things like that. And so just continuing that process. So that's something that has been uh, over the last, I don't know, five or six years since I read it. It's something that I've gone back to kind of over and over again. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that's kind of just in my work field of what I do. But yeah. 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 I most, uh, I don't know how big of a list we would have to have, but uh, <laughs> I've recently gotten into reading more fiction um than i have in my earlier life so most of my list 
mm-hmm. if we do top three, top five, top ten, would be like nonfiction, uh, yeah. I don't know, Christian living or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have, I do have a fiction book that I'm I put on my top three just so that fiction could get a nod, but also mm-hmm. tells will tell you a lot about the rest of my books as well, okay. which is because it's a C.S. Lewis Chronicles mm-hmm. of Narnia book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, if I don't know if I can cheat and get the whole uh, Chronicles of Narnia, the complete set in or not, but my favorite, and I think this is a, a bit of a, a deep track. I don't think it's one of the most popular ones, but Lost Boy was probably my favorite mm-hmm. of those books. Um, I think it, it has a, a little bit of standalone value to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Lost Boy was one of my favorite. I I feel like it was like, I don't know, most quotable, at least in my mind, it mm-hmm. sticks out uh, most of the books. Um, but the whole series is great. Um, yeah. And I was late to that too. I read that probably like five years ago. Um, okay. I read more of C.S. Lewis's nonfiction work before I yeah. ever got to... Uh, Chronicles of Narnia, but, um, or did I say Lost Boy? I did. It's a horse and his boy. I think we do. Oh, what you yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did. Anyway, I, I don't know. I think eighties movies had Lost Boys on my head. That's what it was. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, a horse and his boy, um, yeah. Rob, number two for you. Number two is going to be my, uh, nonfiction on this list. It is, uh, how then should we live? or how should we then live? I always mess it up uh, by Francis Schaeffer. Yeah. Uh, it's not necessarily the most profound one out there, but it struck me really hard at a time when I was considering such things. Uh, it's a treatise sure. basically on how Christianity has shaped modern thought and how it's uh, how dropping Christianity has reshaped modern thought. Um, and uh, some very, very interesting ideas about uh, how to, uh, spread the word in a culture that thinks it already knows what's going on. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And friends, you can't go wrong with Francis Schaefer. No. I don't think. Uh, Corey, what do you got right. for us? So I did have, I do have one fiction book that's on here. Um, and I really like, uh, there's an author named Ted Decker. I don't know if you guys have heard of him, mm. but yeah, he does a lot of really cool stuff. And so when I was in college, I read his circle series. So the first one was, is black. That's the name of the book. Um, they're all colors, but that, that series to me, but that book in, uh, specifically is just a cool, it's, it kind of mirrors, it doesn't mirror reality cause it's definitely not a reality, but it mirrors the idea of salvation and that kind of thing. And so, but it's also a very, he digs it, like as an author, he's also more on the, I don't know, scary side of things and really digs into that kind of spookier side. And I enjoy that. Um, so yeah, just anything by him, but that book specifically and that series is is one of my favorites for sure. It's one of those ones that I need to go back and like reread because it's been long enough that I haven't read it, but I'd like to read it again. Yeah, the only book by hit by him that I ever read was Three, mm-hmm. and I, that um, I haven't thought about that in a while until you mentioned his name. But yeah. I, that idea that he kind of puts forth of like the good and the bad, and you're kind of like you're the one in the middle and like mm-hmm. it's fighting over you uh, yeah. ha- has come to shape. I think the way I, I actually view myself. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so when I go to nonfiction uh, where my brain went was kind of influential. Um, mm-hmm. There are probably better 
books, maybe even more profound books than the two that I'll name. But these two played really big and continue to play really big uh, roles in my life. The one that I have here in front of me that I'll hold up is The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by mm-hmm. John Mark Comer. And um, you said, Rob, that um, How Then Shall We Live kind of came to you at a time where you were pondering such things. This was definitely a right book at the right time book for me. Um, mm-hmm. He shares at the beginning of the book kind of a story where he personally was heading towards burnout. And um, mm-hmm. there's like a fork in the road moment where his elders were like, you need to change some stuff or you're not going to be here for long. And uh, I had been pondering like, is the church world really for me? Is this the best place for me to be spending my life (laughs) and doing my work? Uh, And just really, I was struggling with like the responsibilities of church and uh, we had just had our third daughter. And so just feeling like wrung out and like what is going on. And um, yeah, just very influential. Uh, I keep, uh, going back to its principles uh, and kind of reminding myself of that that need to eliminate hurry from my life and to mm-hmm. uh, live at a pace like Jesus, who um, who did plenty. <laughs> but as you read through the Gospels, like most of his life was interruptions. Um, and mm-hmm. so to kind of embrace those interruptions. Uh, but yeah, so the ruthless elimination of hurry is the next on my list. Rob, what is your third and final book for this top three? Grimm's Fairy Tales. And I know that's mm. kind of generic, sort of, you know, everybody knows it, everybody's read it at least once, or at least some collection thereof. But um, one of the things that I have learned going through, you can often teach more through a story than you can through a lecture. Um, mm. The uh, the weird stuff that they have in this, this collection, <laughs> no matter which version you've got, uh, <laughs> it it permeates our culture and it's stuff that you yeah. can always, always manage to find a way to tie back to if you really want to. Uh, yeah. So it's, yeah, no, that's... it's one of those things that you, you can use. So I like having it on hand just to reread through sometimes. Um, yeah. Cause you never know when you can put it to use. Um, my last one has a little bit of uh, greater significance too. It's the cost of discipleship um, by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And the reason that it's so, high on my list too, is that I've gone to Germany and gone to the concentration camp where he was executed. And so having been able to kind of read literally him talking about the cost of discipleship and then being in the place where he gave his life because of discipleship um, has left obviously a huge impact on me. So it's something that I come back to a lot that uh, trip to Germany was crazy just being there and, and even being in a concentration camp, but then being in a place where he was his life was taken was just kind of crazy. So that, yeah, that's, that one's really high on my list for sure. Yeah. Bonhoeffer, another, another guy it's hard to go wrong with there. Mm -hmm. Uh, My third and final one and listeners of the thinking out loud podcast probably won't be surprised to this because uh, he's been on the podcast twice. um, And I have done some stuff with him for, um, our church that I've like released on this podcast as well. But uh, the book is love over fear by Dan white jr. And um, again, one of those books that um, I think the books that end up impacting me the most are ones that I go into reading because I'm like, 
this will, I already agree with the premise and this will just mm-hmm. bolster my arguments. And then as I read it, it ends up challenging me. I'm like, oh crap, mm-hmm. I'm not as awesome as I thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was definitely one of those books where it's like, oh, I don't give in to fear. And like the subtitle is facing monsters, befriending enemies and healing our polarized world. And I'm like, oh, I'm like a, I'm a natural peacemaker and I don't view people as monsters. And then as I'm reading the book, I'm like, oh, I guess I kind of <laughs> do. <laughs> like I, I was, I was more convicted than I thought I was going to be. Um, but another book that has been influential to me and, and continues to uh, shape really what I do and uh, my work here at the church and um, even just, you know, relationships that I have. And, and I think for me is kind of a core uh goal of what I hope to do with this podcast at some points is like to bring people on that, uh, you know, maybe we disagree with, or our listeners might disagree with, but Mm -hmm. that we don't view them as monsters, but can, uh, can rather draw closer together. Uh, Mm -hmm. bonus segment. Do you, what are you guys reading anything right now? I just picked this up because we're going to do it. Um, over the summer as our sermon series for church it's called confronting christianity uh by rebecca mclaughlin so she's got a few books out and the whole point of this book is to take the really difficult questions um that are asked about christianity um what do we do with it has science disproved christianity how do you take um scripture literally but then she even goes into like is christianity homophobic um does it condone slavery that that kind of thing does it Um, you know, push women down and and not make them equal with men. So we're going to go through that literally piece by piece throughout the summer and just take a different topic every week and go through that. So that's what I've picked up recently. Um, It's a little bit, again, in the workspace kind of feel, but um, I'm excited to continue to go through it and to walk with our church through it this summer. Yeah, that's awesome. How about you? I am between major reads right now. I uh, I just wrapped up going through some of the works of Brandon Sanderson. Again, more fiction. Um, right yeah. now, I have been looking for something that I can kind of put on that I can balance with work. It's uh, We're recording this in May. It is a very busy time of year for me. I'm a teacher. Yeah. Um, so I haven't quite decided oh. where I'm going yet. Uh, I have a couple of ideas. And Love Over Fear is definitely high on that list because it's one of those yeah. that you should definitely read. Uh, we'll find out what yeah. happens, I guess. <laughs> All right. Well, keep us posted. I have gotten into a bad habit of reading like three books at a time. Uh, I don't know what if that's good for my brain or not. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, I don't. I'm reading um, Jesus of Nazareth by Pope Benedict. Uh, hmm. And a mutual friend of yours and mine, Corey, Kevin Trivett, uh, yeah. he was like, dude, you need to read this probably like five years ago and I bought it off of Amazon and it sat on my shelf for five years. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, at the end of 2020, my wife was like, you need to stop buying books and you need to start reading the ones that you've already bought. Uh (laughs) And so that was one of the ones that I'm like, all right, I'll pick that up off the shelf. And it is like, it's rocked me a little bit. Like it is so good. Um, and maybe it shows some of my biases, how surprised I am at that probably. But like he was the Pope, like he probably spent some time thinking about Jesus. So I probably shouldn't be as surprised as <laughs> probably shouldn't yeah. be as surprised as I am. Uh, but I'm reading that one, kind of going through that one slow. Then I, uh, as you guys probably know, I tend to win a lot of books uh, 
for free yeah. off of Instagram mm-hmm. somehow. By tagging me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> But this one I got is called Good Apple, Tales of a Southern Evangelical in New York by Elizabeth Passarella. It's kind of a memoir of sorts. Um, She grew up in the South, moved to New York, as the subtitle there implies. Uh, And she just talks about how that has changed her and uh, how her mom doesn't like that. Uh, But it's been it's very well written. It's very kind of lighthearted, even while touching on. some heavier subjects and uh, that's been a really good read. And then I'm about to start my fiction book. Uh, this Dan line who Rob knows uh, the seven and a half deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle. Uh, very sounds very interesting. And apparently Dan let me know that Netflix has actually picked it up to turn it into huh. either a movie or a series. I'm not sure, um, but I want to read it before I can watch it. So that way, I actually read it. Uh, hey, I have an idea for you. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you would watch all of Star Wars if you just started all three of them at the very same time. <laughs> there you go. I'll, watch them all. I'll, I'll get one on my computer, one on Netflix, and one on there my phone, go. and I'll just go. have them you all go it. at the same time. That's it's it. a time saver for sure. Uh-huh. For sure. All right. Well, thank you guys for uh, sharing in my fun 80 movies trivia. Uh, for I didn't think it was very fun. For embarrassing yourself. It was fun for us, Corey. It was fun for us to listen to you. Uh, And sharing a little bit, I think by sharing what you read, you share a little bit about yourself. Um, So I appreciate you guys doing that. And look forward to some more episodes with you guys.